Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 310. Number two is knowledge is only something that is in your head. You have to execute knowledge through people. In our business, that's the only way it works. So, A, you have to gain people's trust. You have to inspire people and you have to empower them. And my number two is it comes from people. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Hiring a consultant to train your staff and to improve your restaurant can be expensive. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just get advice from world champion baristas and leading restaurant consultants without spending thousands of dollars? Tipsy believes you should have the chance to learn new skills whenever you need to, which is why they have hundreds of hospitality courses available for only $9 a month. To give you a little something extra, as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you can also get 50% off your first month. All you gotta do is Click the tipsy banner in the show notes. Get on it. Are you opening a restaurant and stressing out with where to start? Or perhaps you've already opened your restaurant and you're finding yourself completely overwhelmed with the day-to-day task that only you know how to do. If you feel this way, I've got good news. You don't have to do it alone, nor should you regain control of your business and your life with restaurants owner.com. And if you go to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable, you will get a 10 day pass for only $1. Get on it. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, John Taffer. John, are you feeling unstoppable today? I am. You know, I actually have a reveal tonight. For the uh, 138th Bar Rescue. So, yeah, I'm feeling pretty pumped today. Man, that is awesome. Uh, Your show is great. You help so many people. I can't wait to dive more into just what makes you amazing. Uh, But let's just give the listeners an aerial view of who you are if they haven't heard of you, which I doubt. But with with nearly three decades of hands-on experience, John Taffer is an award-winning hospitality expert, best-selling author, highly respected management guru, and a top-rated television personality. His renowned method of management has become the industry gold standard saving literally thousands of bars and restaurants as proven weekly on his spike tv series bar rescue taffer is one of only six inductees into the nightclub hall of fame and also holds such distinctions as Pubmaster in the united kingdom with multiple honors as operator of the year and property of the year in addition taffer uh, is a coveted keynote speaker at major industry conventions and events and this just scrapes the surface you've done so much um let's get that motivational inspirational ball rolling john with a success quote or mantra what do you have for us well you know every day i I have a purpose and it doesn't necessarily even have to be concluding something it's moving the ball and in, in my life eric i've always thought i got eight or ten balls on my desk at any given time i have to move every ball every day i can't move 20 balls a day so I got to pick, you know, what my priorities are. But if I don't move those eight, ten, six priority balls every day, uh, I don't get where I need to be. And I actually wake up excited about one of two things. 
I'm either excited about the ball that's going to be the hardest to move, the biggest challenge to move, because I've got an obstacle that's human or otherwise. I'm really excited about obstacles, challenges, potential failures, things like that energize me. And I'm equally as excited about the ball that's closest to the finish line because that's the day it's going over the finish line. So I either get excited by the positive side of it or I get equally excited by the negative side of it, mm. honestly. So every day I have those two things that, 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 that pump me up. I love it. And just to take away three things, you know, living intentionally, having that focus and really just contributing your, your life, just a few things at once so you can get the most done and then embracing the challenges and being uncomfortable. If you're not uncomfortable, you're not going fast enough. I think it's Mario Andre said, if you're not going fast or if you're not, if you have control, you're not going fast enough. So I love what you're sharing with us. We're getting this going in the right direction. And um, I mean, we all know you from bar rescue, uh, but what don't we know about you? What does the day in a life of John Taffer look like? Tell us a little bit more behind the scenes stuff. Well, well, you know, I've been in this business for a long time. And Eric, I started as a bartender, became a general manager. I became food and beverage director, actually became a state manager for a company called Beef Steak Charlie's in Florida, which was a steakhouse chain. From there, I became food and beverage director, a resort, a large one, 1,200 acres then became a resident manager of that resort, then became VP of a hotel company based in Chicago. A lot of people don't know that about me. Mm. And, you know, I was a hotel man and a resort man for many years. And then I started my own company in 86, and that consulting company still exists today. That's called Taffer Dynamics. We're based in Las Vegas. And right now, for example, we're developing a, uh, an entire new beverage program for one national chain. Uh, we created a whole beverage activation program for another national chain last year. We're also developing a casino in Oklahoma uh, for client, all client projects. We just finished a historic restaurant in North Carolina. We're doing a, another one in Pensacola, Florida, a sports facility in Atlanta. So, you know, we have a very active consulting practice, and we are, we are typically developing uh, eight or ten properties at any given time around the country. Man. And then on top of that, we, ha we have our, our, our Bar HQ product, which is our, our app, our management app, which is free to everyone that has 73,000 bars using Eric. So we have a responsibility to keep that updated and fresh. And then we have TVT, which is our Taffer virtual teaching product online. So we're a busy company. <laughs> it sounds like it, man. I, I just it blows me away uh, the people I have on the show, how much they got going on in their lives, and how just disciplined you need to be to be able to tackle all these things. And I'm sure some of this will come out, and you know the things that are unique about you uh, that make you capable of doing all these things. But uh, typically, this is the part of the show where we really pull back the layers and how you got to where you are today. But you know, John Taffer does an incredible job in his book. Uh, raise the bar an action-based method for customer reactions. He, he really dives deep into his history and what got him into the industry. So I strongly recommend that if you guys, you want to learn more about how John got to where he is today, head over to audible trial, dot com slash unstoppable get that book for free it's an amazing read and john i have a confession man when when i first yeah. discovered you um you're you're the way you approached uh let's, let's see the way you approached uh issues on your show i was like i don't know if i really like this guy um and mm -hmm. hear me out um but after reading your book it totally made sense you really get into explaining why you take that approach i mean I'll let you explain why you take that approach and why it's definitely worth reading this book and who you really are. 
Well, you know, uh, I own the phrase reaction management. You know that from reading the book, Eric. And, you know, when I look back over my years in the restaurant and, and, and bar and hotel business, I was a general manager of a hotel many years ago. And a guy comes, I was fighting, man. It was a bad time in the hotel industry, and I'm fighting to manage my labor costs. I have no money for marketing, no money for promotion. I mean, I'm fighting out the dimes every day, cutting hours here and there. Guy walks in and says, listen, I got this great promotion. I did the promotion. It was really cool promotion. And, you know, restaurants, it can take 40, 60 days to raise revenue because programs have to root. Uh, uh, in hotels and catering, it can take a year for a whole program to get into place because, you know, events are booked a year out. Uh, uh, in a bar business, you can launch your promotion today and experience the results of it tomorrow. And it's the only segment in hospitality that is that, that, that reactionary from a marketing standpoint. He gives me this promotion. I put the promotion in place. Son of a gun, Eric, my revenues went up 35%. (laughs) I didn't have any marketing expense problems that month. I didn't have any labor cost problems that month. And it dawned on me when I was 21, wow, I don't have expense problems. I only have revenue problems. If I have high revenues, every other problem goes away. (laughs) I whammo, it hit me between the eyes, and then I have lived the rest of my life as a top-line revenue guy. And I can drive revenues unlike anyone you've ever met. I am good at getting butts in seats and heads on pillows. And whether it's new customer programs or frequency programs or expenditure enhancement programs or merchandising programs, you know, we know how to work it. Mm -hmm. And when we drive revenue, uh, everything else works. Yeah, and that's how I started and and, uh, uh, started my own company in 86. Yeah, uh, and you know, me thanks for going through that and sharing that with us and what i was talking about uh is when you are on the show uh you have this way of uh, approaching conflict like get on my bus or get the hell out of the way because we have one week to make this right and um yeah. I, I totally get that and you know after reading your book like you you know your heart's in the right place and you can see it when you really pay attention in the show you want to help people um and you've definitely like over well, time, as i've gotten to know you man you've won me over for sure Oh, no. Let me give it to you from another perspective. I show up there, and this guy has enough money to make it two more weeks, Eric, three more weeks. You hear him say it on TV. I mean, this guy is screwed. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you know, his house is on the line. His kids are looking mm-hmm. at him. He's saying no to his family. I mean, this guy or girl is in a very bad place, mm-hmm. and I'm their last freaking hope. If I fail, they are going to close. Mm-hmm. So when I show up that day and look in their eyes, I mean, I have to come through for them. Mm. I mean, that is really serious to yeah. me. I cannot tell you how serious that is. When I meet their wives and their kids, it becomes more serious to me. This is serious stuff, man. Yeah. So now I'm with the guy. The first night is recon. I'm only with him for an hour. Second day, we're training. I'm with the guy for a few hours. Third day, we're remodeling. I'm not even with him very much. I'm only going to be with this guy for about 15, 16 hours. If I don't change the way he thinks, I will not change what he does. So I have to be aggressive, man. There's this clock ticking in the back of my head, and it pushes me and pushes me and pushes me because I'm doing in 16 hours what would normally take 60 days. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the the best way I can explain it is uh, 99.9% of the time when you go into these restaurants, it's an issue with their culture, and you need to culture shock them. You need to you know whack them offside the head and wake them up because – that's what it's going to take for them to be successful. Um, we can move on. I I just can't wait to extract three pieces of wisdom from you, John. We only have 20 minutes left with you, less than 20 minutes. So if you could just drop 
three pieces of wisdom on us that will make us either a better person or operator, what would those three pieces of wisdom be? Well, you know, my grandfather was hugely successful and had a major impact on me. When I was very young, he said to me, uh, John, there's only one way I can guarantee that you'll be a millionaire. And I perked up and he said to me, you have to be the smartest guy in the room. So it, you need to be the smartest guy in the room. You have to really understand the numbers of our business. You have to really understand product creation, specifications of products, what labor costs should be and why. You really have to understand why management labor costs is 5% in a certain type of restaurant and 7% in another. And if you're running 7% in the wrong type of restaurant, you know you're burning 2%. You have to be the smartest guy in the room. And, and I learned that at a very young age. So I worked really, really hard when I was young, I'm talking 70, 80, 90 hours a week. Eric, I was a nutcase wow. when I was young. I didn't get married till I was 30. I didn't have my daughter till I was 35. So all I did was work, man. And my attitude was if I worked twice as much, I had to learn twice as much, twice as fast. And when I started to hit 30 years old, other people were still assistant managers. And, and heck, I was already running large hotels. When I was in the hotel business, I got promoted 11 times in five years. Each one was to a bigger property. And it was all because I raised revenue, raised revenue, raised revenue. So I have to be really smart to be able to do those things because at the end of the day, numbers don't happen on their own. And success is not a coincidence, it's a consequence. Oh, man, so I, I really that. believe that. So that was number one. Can I just number reflect two, real quick on that? I just want to yeah, share something. Sure. Um, you put a lot of emphasis on your work ethic and working to learn and always learning and then knowing your numbers. Uh, but being smart, is that necessarily just knowing the numbers? Because I've noticed that, you know, intelligence comes in different forms. I mean, emotional intelligence and not only just being the smartest person, but surrounding yourself with people who are maybe better at certain things than you are. And I, is that safe to say, or is that a stretch? It is safe to say, let me get to number two. Cause I'm right <laughs> <Okay>. with you. <laughs> awesome. Number two is knowledge is only something that is in your head. You have to execute knowledge through people. In our business, that's the only way it works. So A, you have to gain people's trust. You have to inspire people and you have to empower them. And my number two is it comes from people. So you have to hire people who might know more about housekeeping chemicals than you. You know, on my show, for example, I'm not a mixologist at all. You know, I don't claim to be. When I was young, I tended bar. You know, and beers and shot places, and, and, and you know, I could make a decent martini. And but the fact of the matter is, I'm not a bartender. I hire the greatest mixologists I can possibly find that know far more than me. Uh, I'm not a chef. You see, on bar restaurant, I hire chefs. I hire adult entertainment experts. I bring in counselors, and so you bet. But I have to direct them. They can't direct me, and that's and this is my point. Knowledge is sometimes at thirty thousand square feet. If you're my chef, Eric. I have to have the knowledge to lead you where I want your food to go. And then I have to empower you to get the food there. Mm. I have to sync us up, which means in as much as you know more about me than cooking, I still have to drive the car to some degree. Yes. And and, that's where knowledge is important, which means I have to know enough to stand toe to toe with the chef and discuss ingredients and foods and presentations. I'm not a chef. But I got to be able to have an intelligent conversation with one and I have to gain his respect. So in a sense, of course, he knows more than me. 
But I know more than him about the big picture and direction. Mm. And, you know, I'll say to chefs all the time that are my buddies, and I work with some of the best in the world, you guys are great at making food. I'm great at selling it. And, and uh, uh, we got to work together to make this work. And I know what I can sell. Let me steer you to what, what we can sell. And that's the way a great collaboration works. So same thing with a mixologist. So that second element would be uh, uh, understanding that it comes from people. And we are nothing if we can't lead, manage, and extract knowledge from other people. Incredible, man. I love it. And I, I see you doing this on the show with Chef Duffy, who's been a uh, guest on the show. And his, his partner there is a Dave. Uh, help me out. Uh, I, his, his name is expecting me. Russell Dave. Yeah, Russell. Russell. Russell Davis here. Yes. Uh, and it's so true. I mean, if like you say, you need to know the big picture. You need to be well-versed in all the parts of the, the business. But when it comes to being the best, you also need to know when to get it out of the way and surround yourself with these incredible people who will lift you up, who will challenge you. And just, I mean, being the smartest person in the room isn't necessarily making everybody think that you're the smartest or controlling the situation constantly. So I just want to make sure that we understand that. Any re reflection on I'm that? I'm not sure I agree with you. Okay. I'm not sure I agree with you on that, okay. to be honest with you. Oh, you know, great. I love disagreements. Day, <laughs> Tell at, me. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'll be very honest with you. Cooking food, making drinks, attorneys, accountants, these are commodities. Hmm. And, and they're services that you buy from people. Sure. And I'll use an accountant because that's not a position within our realm. Sure, there are accountants that can write documents better. There are accountants who are a little more creative than others. But at the end of the day, if I let the accountant manage me, I'm going to fail. I have to manage the accountant. So, so, so the fact of the matter is I create the lanes in the road and you walk in them. Got it. And there has to be a very clear understanding that I own those lanes. I can appreciate and the collaboration that. Only, and the collaboration only exists within those lanes. Mm -hmm. If you have an idea that you want that steps us out of that box or those lanes, I certainly want to hear it. But understand, I control those lanes. Mm -hmm. Now you go play within them. You know, that's the only way elements of a concept come together to form something cohesive. Mm -hmm. It can't be a free-for-all. And so, you know, we're defining it slightly differently. We might be saying the same thing, but empowerment has to have limitations yeah. or there's no budget integrity, concept integrity or any of those things. And in Bar Rescue, as an example, uh, uh, um, I sign off on every cocktail, every recipe. I meet with my culinary team before the expert even arrives and provide concept direction and, you know, how the food is going to fit. Then I have to do the same with the massages. I also have to do the same with my design team. You know, I can't have the plates not blend into the environment or the presentation not fit the concept direction or the music or the lighting levels or the colors or the uniforms or the, it's got to be cohesive. So somebody has to define those lines. I definitely agree with what you're sharing with us. And I, I love this angle. You're, you're, you're seeing it from a different angle for me. And uh, I'll, I will admit, I probably didn't deliver my message great enough because I am super jacked up t talking to you right now. So uh, you yeah. did shine different light on that. I appreciate it. Uh, sure. Do you want to go to the, the next bomb, the third piece of wisdom to, that you're going to impart on us? Yeah. Humor. Mm. Humor. Fact of the matter is, we're in a tough business, don't you agree, buddy? And, and the, the pressure is intense. And if you can't have good humor, make people laugh, mm. want to be around you, make a tough moment a bit more enjoyable, uh, 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 be able to create levity, lighten it up at times. People are not going to stay with you for a long time. One of my proudest things is my crew from Bar Rescue has been with me for six years. 
all of them have been with me almost from the beginning. Uh, I have very little turnover. When I was a restaurant owner, the industry statistic was about 120% a year. I ran under 30. Uh, uh, you have to make people like you and want to work for you. And that's good humor. And, and if you have good humor, I, you can be a tough boss. If you don't have good humor and you're only a tough boss, you're going to have turnover. Mm. People have to like you, man. <laughs> it's so important. And what do you think the key is to um, just the right mindset to show up every day with that humor, with that attitude? Well, you got to care about people. Uh, you know, I do something uh, when I owned all my restaurants, I would do something that I called a recognition walk every day. And it was not a business walk. That would be a, called a sensitivity walk or something else. But a recognition walk was walking through the restaurant, shaking every employee's hand, looking in their eyes for a minute, saying, how you doing, buddy? How's the family? I heard your daughter was sick, blah, blah, blah. 30 seconds with each employee. That's all it freaking takes. Just look in their eyes, shake their hands, say hello. One recognition walk through the restaurant. You know, after that, I can, you know, then become a manager because we have a connection and I do care about them. You know, many are single moms, single dads. We all have challenges and issues. I want them to stay with me. I want to pay them well. I want them to have stability working for me. I mean, these are sincere desires. So I have to know them. Uh, uh, that's really important. Uh, the next thing that's really important is the way we manage them. And let's say, you know, you're a slob for conversation's sake, Eric, and you're a bartender, and every time you work, your station's a mess. You know, I can come up to you and say, clean your station, clean your station, clean your station, and beat the heck out of you. But what if I came up to you and said, uh, Eric, oh, shake your hand, buddy. Great numbers last night. Man. People love you here, brother. I've got to tell you, I'm really proud that you're working for me, but I need you to do something for me. What? I need you to clean this station. Give me 15 minutes tonight. Scrub this sucker down. Will you do that? Yes. I will be here at the end of your shift to make sure you do. Okay? Got it, John. Thank you. Wow. Pump them up personally. Correct them professionally. I love it. Never attack them personally. Now, I attack owners personally on Bar Rescue, which is a very different situation because I'm trying to change the way they think, so I'm appealing to their pride, their fear. I'm working every tool I got. But in a normal management situation, if you care about the employee and you're good, and all you're trying to do is correct them, always start it with a handshake. I'm proud you're working for me, buddy. You're doing a good job, but... And that's how you keep people positive. That's yeah. what I mean by good humor. You got to care. Yeah. And just listening to you talk, I just a quote going over and over in my head. And it's people uh, won't, they don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. Uh, Completely. Yeah. And in Bar Rescue Arc, I could never get away with the aggressiveness <laughs> I, I have if the people didn't realize that I cared. Yeah, man, we we got to move on. This is a great conversation, but I, I want to ask, I mean, you are so just plugged into the industry and you're always paying attention to new technologies and resources and tools that can improve us or make us more efficient or profitable. What's one or two tools uh, that you've discovered that you think will just make us all better operators or make us be more efficient and more, more profitable? Well, you know, one of the things, that, and I'm, I'm going to be simplistic for a moment, you know, we have our Bar HQ app, which is really neat, that has scheduling and social media management and things like that in it. Uh, 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 I have to mention that, not because it's mine, but there's a free app out there for bar owners that has promotions in it, social media management, and it's scheduling, and it's all in one place. And scheduling requests come through the phone, and schedules are virtual, and it's a really simple process to do it. Think of the time that we all spend sitting and doing paper schedules, calling one employee when another is sick, approving schedule changes. Scheduling software can changes can save us three to four hours a week. 
You go buy a scheduling software package, get your employees to use it. Day off requests come in, schedule requests come in, the manager's phone lights up, either he approves it or he doesn't. It takes seconds. You can get scheduling apps, you can get one for free in my Bar HQ app. The other thing that's interesting is when I travel around the country, Eric, and this is more for small independent operations, I'm shocked at how many companies don't have POS systems, how many bars don't have POS that's systems, crazy. have all $99 cash registers and stuff. Drives me crazy. And they can call a company like Harbor Touch and get a POS system completely for free at no expense. All they do is, is process the credit cards, uh, uh, which you have to pay for anyway. Mm. So, I mean, people can get POS systems for free today from Harbor Touch. They can get scheduling apps for free. They can get tablet programs for free. What's amazing to me about technology is years ago, we used to have to pay for it. Today, there's m much more of it. But in many cases, we don't even have to pay for it. Yeah. You know, it's coming at us through, through sponsored channels and other channels that are very, very effective for us. And, and you know, I'm into this whole POS system uh, uh, for free thing lately. And, and you know, they, they give you incredible systems. And all they want to do is, is process your credit cards at the same rate your bank would. Yeah. So they make their money on a credit card processing and they give you an $80,000 POS system. And when I go down the street and I see bars that don't have POS systems, and you can get it for free, or managers on the phone doing scheduling discussions, you can do it in seconds. Technology is out there for us. Yeah. And what shocks me is the people that are into tech use some of it, but there's a certain group of people in our industry, Eric, that are just not into tech, and they just don't open their minds to it. And the possibilities are incredible today. And, and I really think people should go out there and, and, and try a scheduling app oh, and man. look at what those three hours could do. If you took those three <laughs> hours away from schedule and put them in a revenue is what that would mean. Yeah, it's incredible. And even if you do, you know, splurge and spend, say, $30 a month, you're going to get that money back with the time. Time is the most valuable asset we all have. And people don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing these tools. And I, I also want you to make sure we leave it or I want to make sure we leave enough time for you to share what you're doing with Taffer virtual training, which I think is awesome. I think it's the way of the future, just learning online and finding these these mentors online. What are you doing with Taffer virtual training? Well, what's unique about Taffer virtual training is I wanted to create a program whereby I could train your employees for you. So I put together a, a training program for management and ownership that has marketing, promotions, driving revenues, all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, 50 promotions are in it. And it's a great educational program for owners. And it's interactive. It asks you questions. And when you answer the questions, uh, uh, the education changes. And it's me doing it with you. Mm -hmm. And it's really a fun presentation. Yeah. But what was unique about it is I wanted to create a program that an owner could pay a few dollars a month for and sit a employee down in front of a computer and I would train their staff. So I teach them about spirits, whiskey, vodka, gin, et cetera. We teach them, and this is, these are short programs. They take a quick test, they get a, a whiskey certificate. We teach them about upselling, cross-selling, pairing. We teach them about reaction management, interactive dynamics, mechanical dynamics. In two hours, we teach their employees for them and train them Taffer style. Mm. They can watch it on their phone, they can watch it at home, they can watch it in the bar. When they're done watching it, the owner gets a notification and a certification that the employees are trained. When they do this, the sales per employee goes up about 22%. Because as you know, if we just teach them how to upsell, cross-sell, do it properly, product knowledge, 
you know, sales were through the roof. So I was trying to create a program that every owner could buy that says, wow, now I can have Taffer train my employees for me all the time. And it's working great. We have, we have uh, close to a thousand uh, bars and restaurants that are using it. And the comments are great. And we're really excited about it. And there's clips people can watch. If you go to John there's a, uh, TVT box you click on and you can watch a clip from it. It's really fun. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to me how many people don't put enough emphasis on just that culture of learning, that culture of training. And any money you spend on making your people better, you're going to get back tenfold. So, I mean, you with oh, make your money completely. back. Uh, and I think it's only like $99 a month. And I mean, like you said, that the percentages, you said at least 22%. What was the, the number you gave us? Yep. 22 percent sales increase. Wow! And if they implement our pro, our promotions and such, then it's forty four percent. Wow! So you know, we what we do is we give them new customer programs and frequency programs, and then we train the staff on how to sell more. So we go at driving revenue in all three ways: customer traffic, end uh, uh, sales, and frequency. Beautiful, John. We're already. At the end of our time, almost, uh, before we let you go, I just need to have you call somebody out. Who is one independent restaurant operator, somebody you believe would make a great guest mentor on the show like you've been for us today? Call them out. You know, I get to see a bunch of young people around there, and that's a great question, Eric. And, you know, probably the first one that comes to mind might be Michael Ferraro. Michael Ferraro owns a delicatessen in Mac Bar in New York. Is a chef. Also, is a, cooks for the New York Yankees. And uh, is a great restaurateur. Delicatessen is a really hot property in New York. Extremely successful. Uh, great chef. Great restaurant operator. Uh, really innovative. I think that he would be a great and inspirational guest for you. Beautiful. Uh, do you have anybody else? It sounds like you might have thought of a couple of people. I don't want to cut you too short. No, no. You know, another one that comes to mind is Tiffany Deary. And Tiffany Deary is a great chef. James Beard just opened up a really cool casual concept in Dallas. Uh, Tiffany has been on Bar Rescue with me, and, and I did Hungry Investors with her as well. She's one of my favorite chefs in America, but she is a, 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 a great story. She started flipping pancakes when she was 16 at a pancake house, sent herself to culinary school, and now is a James Beard chef and is a great restaurant owner and developer. She would be a lot of fun as well. Beautiful. Michael, Tiffany, look out. I'm coming after you guys. And just one last call to action. If we want to learn more about Taffer virtual training or just to learn more about you or, you know, what's the call to action? How can we take this further? Oh, go to johntaffer.com. There's articles, et cetera. Also, YouTube has a whole bunch of my seminars and educational programs and things that I've done over the years on it. But the best place to start, of course, is johntaffer.com. All right. Beautiful. This is episode 310. So just head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 310. I'll have all the links right there. John, thank you so much for taking the time to join us as a guest mentor. Man, there is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Good to talk. I appreciate you. Cheers. Well, that was a great interview. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, We're going to take a quick break just to thank our sponsors because without them, this show would not be free. So we'll be right back and share some closing thoughts with you. Whether you're just getting started in the restaurant business or if you're a seasoned veteran, there's always something new to learn That never ends. (laughs) But what hasn't changed is the time you get to learn. Tipsy has taken everything you need to know and put it in one 
easy to access location. With Tipsy, you can learn what you want, when you want, by accessing an incredible library of video courses on topics like food and beverage, service, marketing, and business operations. It's basically a one-stop shop for everything you need to run a successful restaurant. You can also use Tipsy as a staff training tool. Through the management platform, you can select the courses that matter to you and schedule them out to your employees in a few simple clicks. Individual memberships are only $9 a month, and as a restaurant unstoppable listener, you receive an extra 50% off your first month. So what are you waiting for? For $4.50, you can have access to this incredible resource right now. Just find the Tipsy banner in the show notes. After studying over 300 successful restaurant professionals, I've discovered that to be successful in the restaurant industry, you need skills that go far beyond knowing how to cook. All of our guest mentors are damn near experts on business operations, systems, and culture. That is not a coincidence. That is what it takes to be successful. This is exactly why I tell everyone I know who wants to open a restaurant or is in the restaurant business to get a membership to restaurantowner.com. For only $29 a month, you have access to over 300 templates, including business plans, checklists, forms, manuals, and procedures. In addition, you have countless resources at your fingertips. To join a community that has helped over 40,000 restaurant owners make better lives for themselves, head over to restaurantowner.com slash unstoppable and because you are restaurants unstoppable listeners you will get the first 10 days for only one dollar again that's restaurantsowner.com slash unstoppable all right i'm back and man this was I have to say, just a really special interview for me. I mean, not to say that all the other guests I have on the show, I'm not incredibly grateful. I'm not saying I'm not just as grateful to get them on the show. But John Taffer, man, he has uh, just a presence in this industry, uh, not just in the industry, but just in the world. Uh, The following he has, the influence he has, for him to take the time to give us 30 minutes to come on the show to contribute to this melting pot of mentor. Guys, this is like this is a milestone a milestone moment for us. So let's just take a minute and just appreciate that you know the show has grown to this point where people are are making time. People who are as busy as John Taffer, who has all these things going on in his life, he only can move eight balls a day. You heard him say it, and he made time to to make this impression on us and to share his knowledge with us. So if we can get people like John on the show, the the future looks bright for Restaurant Unstoppable. And this is what I was talking about when I said I wanted to go full time and just really put thoughtful, meaningful emails together to try to reach out to people like John who can really just share what they know with us. And I just, I'm so excited for the future. And uh, some of the things I, I wanted to reflect on today before I let you go. And I, I, could, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys could tell, but I did a little less talking today. I was just trying to get out of John's way and let him do his thing, but I was biting my tongue. There was things I just wanted to add to the conversation, but we only had so much time. I wanted to make the most of it. Um, so it was kind of cool that uh, John and I had a little bit of a disagreement. I have to be honest. After I heard him talk a little bit more, I, I really understand where he's coming from, and I totally get his perspective. But I think what I was getting caught up on was the whole, you have to be the most intelligent person in the room. I mean, I I just don't know if I like the words. Um, I totally get what he's saying. 
But I, I truly believe that you don't have to be the smart. Like, how, I think it's, it depends on how you define intelligence. You don't have to be the most intelligent person in the room. You don't have to have the highest IQ. You might have to have the most knowledge, meaning experience. I mean, you might have to have the most respect. You might have to have the clearest vision of where you're taking the company and what's going to get you there. You might have to have the clearest understanding of what your mission and your core values are. But I don't know if you have to be the most intelligent. And I think that's where I was really just caught up in that whole idea of being the most intelligent person. And, you know, he did go on to explain himself. And I totally see what he's saying when he's, you know, he says there can only be one person in the room at the end of the day that makes the decisions. And I get that. Uh, but I don't know why I got so caught up in that word being or those that series of words of being the most intelligent person in the room. I think if anything, you have to have you have to be the person in the room who has the most respect and understands why you're there. I think if you do a good job of developing those core values, that mission, that vision, and everybody's on board and the systems, processes, procedures are in place and so clear and you empower your people and teach them to make their own decisions, but you teach them why they need to make those decisions. That all takes time. And again, um, I wouldn't even say I disagree with John. Um, I, I see his perspective, but uh, I, I just... I just get afraid when I think of people knowing or thinking that they are the smartest person in, in the room because there is something to be said about humility. And I think that if you're not humble and you do believe that you are the most intelligent person in the room, that's a real quick way to uh, lose respect. Um, that being said, when John dove deeper, I totally understand what he's saying with being you you can't let other people control you. You have to be the person that makes the decisions. And as soon as you give up, you know, that that decision making ability and other people start making the decisions for you and they're not doing it in what's in the best interest of the business and the company, you can get into a lot of trouble. So I'm happy that we cleared that up. And I do have to admit that after listening to him a second time during the editing process, I heard much more of what he had to say. And I don't know why I was just so caught up on those words. You've got to be the smartest person in the room. And I will say this. I 100% agree that it should be your goal to be the smartest person in the room. Because when you are always trying to be the smartest person in the room, you're always working twice as hard, learning twice as much. And you can never stop learning. And it's that that goal to be the smartest, to, to learn the most that will get you ahead. And if you have that mentality, 100%, yes, John, I agree with you. You need to try to be the smartest person in the room. But if you think you're the most intelligent person in the room and you think that there's nobody that can offer you any advice that will make you or your business better, that's a real quick way to lose respect and you can be the smartest person in the room. If you don't have respect, you aren't going to get anywhere because like John said, it's all about the people and it's, you need your people. And I think that John and I will agree to that. And um, yeah, after listening to this a second time, I took a few breaths and I totally see his angle and uh, I'm, I'm glad we cleared that up. The other thing I really wanted to reflect on is uh, just, we started talking about, uh, adapting into technology and how it blows John's mind. He was saying it blows his mind how people don't take the time to adopt these technologies and lever leverage these resources that in today's age are free. He gave some great examples of some tools that are free. Why don't people 
adopt these technologies. It, it blows his mind and it blows my mind too. And I think really what it comes down to is people don't like change. I mean, our days are crazy. And when we think about change, we think about discomfort and we think about the fear of the unknown and the fear of maybe temporarily feeling stupid. Cause let's be honest, when we change things and we are trying new things, we're, we're kind of stupid for a little bit. Cause we're, this is something strange and unfamiliar and we don't really know how to use it. And we don't want to feel stupid. Stupid is scary. And it, just thinking of that reminded me of a great book I'm currently reading called what to do when it's your turn. And it's always your turn written by a Seth Godin. And it's really just a book to kind of inspire you to take that chance to do what it is that you're itching to do in life, whether it be open a restaurant or whether it be to start a podcast or to whatever it is you want to do that you're afraid to do. It's a book to encourage you and give you that inspiration and that motivation to do it. And uh, in this book, it's just a bunch of like short little thoughts and each thought's like a little mini chapter that's like no more than 500 words, if that. Some of them are even smaller. Uh, but fun fact about this book, Seth Godin actually handed me this book. I went with Chef Chris Hill to New York to uh, visit Seth to interview him for something that Chris was doing. And I got to hold the camera. And after the, at the end, uh, I got a free book. So uh, thank you, Seth Godin, for the free book. And if you're listening to this, uh, we appreciate you. So I'm going to read that little chapter now. So enjoy. Here it is. The title of the chapter is Fear of Stupidity. Stupid is the way we feel when working on a difficult problem. Stupid is the emotion associated with learning. We are stupid and then we are not. The pre-learning state is stupidity. A scientist might work 10 years on solving a problem of math or logic or biology or a lifetime. And until the problem is solved, she's stupid. And then she isn't, which is all fine, actually. The problem comes with the emotion that we are supposed to feel when we feel stupid. Fear. We are supposed to be afraid of stupid, to get stupid over with as soon as we can. Change, of course, makes everyone feel stupid because change breaks all the old rules, inventing new ones, rules we don't know yet. And so the equation is obvious. Change equals stupid equals afraid. One way to avoid this is to avoid change. One way to avoid this is to avoid freedom. The best way to avoid this is to embrace stupid and skip the last part. In case you don't know, the last part is being afraid. <laughs> There's nothing to be afraid of. Nothing except avoiding the feeling of stupid. And stupid is a good thing. I hope that helps kind of paint a picture um, of why we shouldn't avoid change and why we should embrace it. And I love that he threw the idea of freedom in there because truly that's when we start to get freedom, when we adopt change and new ways of doing things, better ways of doing things that free us up so we can start to work on our business and not in our business. And that's really where the freedom starts is when we're not running up, you know, we're not having our business run us, but we are running our business. But first, you need to embrace change. <laughs> I, I can't help 
but laugh because uh, we, we just had John telling us we need to be the smartest person in the room, and now I'm saying you need to embrace being stupid. But the idea, he's, he's never going to come back on the show. But the idea is you don't live in that, like, you're stupid just for a little while, and then you evolve and you learn and you become smarter. So to become smart, you need to embrace stupid and not avoid stupid because stupid doesn't last forever until you embrace change again. So you're always embracing that change, embracing stupid, so you can be the smartest person in the room. So (laughs) as long as we're all on the same page. But uh, guys, like always, thank you so much for sticking around this long uh, huge episode for Restaurant Unstoppable. Thank you again, John Taffer, for coming on the show, for making time, for squeezing us into your life. Like he said, guys, he only make, he only makes time for like to move, I think, six balls a day. So it was an honor that he made time for us. And uh, I, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. Thanks again, John. Thanks so much for sticking around this long. Like always, shoot me an email, eric at restaurantunstoppable.com. Connect with me on Snapchat, Eric. Catch Tori, Instagram Eric Catch Tori, and set up those one-on-one chats. I love listening to my my guests, their challenges, how I can serve them. So set up that one-on-one chat. Head over to restaurantunstoppable.com/one-on-one. I want to hear from you. I love you all. Until next time, peace out. <laughs>